This is the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities Podcast. The audio drama in this episode is called The Adults in the Room and features Tiffany Clare, Catherine D'Addario, and Nathan Powell. Do you ever wonder how two people, witnessing the same set of events and circumstances, can sometimes see or interpret them completely differently? Do you ever think that their senses must have been playing tricks on them, their versions awry? Or perhaps it is down to interpretation, to hearing only what they choose to hear, seeing only that which they truly want to see? Or is it a function of memory? The mind bulk erasing that which is unpalatable to it. Could it be that we each contain unconscious biases that filter everything we see, hear, touch or taste according to the outcomes we most desire? That we carry with us preconceptions and prejudices that we don't care to admit to, but which nonetheless prevail in all we do and see? That we airbrush or smudge, polish or sandpaper according to our preferences. And as years pass, our worldview becomes ever more entrenched, ever more intractable. So that some truths that were there all the time can leap out and surprise us when we least expect them to. Veronica Lewis, 27, an academic at Columbia University in New York, cousin of Amber James, 29, London, just arrived at JFK for my first visit to see Veronica in almost a decade. Long Island, temperature 72 degrees, sky azure, the sound of a taxi cab approaching my parents' beach house, Atlantic waves lick at the shore. Seagulls screech and swoop. A late afternoon breeze ruffles the long grass. Hey, sounds like Amber's here. Great. Well, let's go out front and say hi. Oh my god, V. Oh, how are you? So good to see you. How was your flight? Oh, you know, long. (laughs) Checked in late, ended up sitting in the middle seat of the centre aisle between a conspiracy theorist and a narcoleptic. (laughs) Well, at least the narcoleptic didn't try to convince me we're living amongst aliens for five hours. (laughs) Well, you're here now. I've been poised to make you a gin and tonic for the last hour and a half, so please let me do that. Go ahead and take a seat out in the yard. It's such a beautiful day. Let me take your bags up to your room. Wow, you traveled light. I tried to. (laughs) I also looked at weather forecast and saw it was going to be wall-to-wall sunshine for the week. And, just a hunch, guessed you might have a washing machine. Um, check. We also have running water, electricity, everything. And we make a mean gin and tonic, as you're about to find out. (laughs) 
<laughs> We've not properly met Sam. I'm Amber. Pleased to meet you. And you, Amber. Heard so much about you. <gasps> None of it too damning, I hope. I heard some, um, stories. Oh, God! <laughs> oh, I better get that G&T if you're going to start talking about them. There you go. Ice and a slice. We've been doing lime this summer. Is that okay? Perfect. Cheers. Hey, you two. Thanks so much for having me, especially at such short notice. I'm really grateful. You needed to get away. It's a pleasure to be your summer sanctuary and lovely to be able to catch up with you in person. It's been... how long? I was trying to work this out on the plane. I reckon eight years. Maybe longer. Wow. How does that even happen? We're cousins, for goodness sake. We're supposed to be close. We used to be inseparable. Do you remember? I reckon the last time I was here was between my second and third years at Cambridge. I think I spent the whole summer here. And before that, I spent the summer and Christmas in London. <sighs> then life got in the way. Shit, as they say, happened. Didn't it? How's your mom doing? Uh, not great, to be honest. But uh, let's talk about that later. For now, I just want to look at that view of the ocean and drink my G&T. Let's go sit on the terrace. It's almost seven. I'm going to make myself scarce. Will you two be okay without me? Perfectly. We can catch up without your prying ears. Thanks for playing barman, Sam. You make a mean G&T. Sure. He's so nice. Yeah, something of a soulmate. <sighs> Needed one these last few years. Yeah. So, how are you doing? Really? V, I have been working so hard. Publishing is just getting tougher and tougher. I seem to be working harder each year. I've been looking after Mum more than I thought I'd have to after Dad died. He was away four or five months every year teaching over here. I thought she'd be more self-sufficient. I haven't had a holiday in God knows how long. And Mr. Wright... Ah, Mr. Wright, has he... Ah, I was just going to say, Mr. Wright is either biding his time till I'm not worth having, or doesn't actually exist. <laughs> I could introduce you to a whole cast of Mr. Wrongs, though, and a couple of versions of Mr. Horrendous. Oh, yes. God bless men. Here's to Mr. Wright showing himself soon. Cheers. Cheers. This is so nice. Thank you so much for hosting me. I so needed to get away. It's lovely to have you. 
I have to ask this because I feel like it'll turn the elephant in the room if I don't. Um, about the funeral, um, my dad's funeral. None of your family came over. No one from college flew to London. No one sent a card or a letter or flowers. I didn't really notice it at the time, too wrapped up in playing the role of the grieving daughter and organising the whole thing, but don't you think that's just a little weird? I, um... When I called you, I told you I couldn't come. I hadn't been well. I had taken two weeks off work, a new job I'd just started. It felt just too much. Does that make sense? Oh, perfectly. I, I'm really not getting at UV. I, I just, I just thought that others might have. Your mum, or cousin Adam, or someone from Unity College. He taught there nearly 20 years on and off before he resigned. I know he was only ever a visiting professor, and I know he resigned kind of out the blue, but still... Yeah. I can't offer explanations for anyone else. It's not like we all met and collectively decided not to fly over. But for the Unity College to not even have sent flowers or a card? My mother didn't say anything, but I'm sure she must have noticed the absence. Really? I mean, there were, you know, circumstances. Circumstances? I guess he didn't work his notice period, but... Hang on. That's not what you meant, is it? Maybe we shouldn't overthink this. Can I get you another drink? No, wait, V. I mean, yes, I'll definitely have another drink in a moment, but... You know something, don't you? Not really. I... I'm not sure. Not sure? What do you mean, V? Come on, you have to tell me now. This has been playing on my mind for six months since the funeral. Well, let's be honest. He did leave Unity under something of a cloud. What do you mean, under a cloud? V! Wait, listen. Why don't we talk about this tomorrow, when you're less tired? No, no, V, forget how tired I am. What do you mean by under a cloud? You heard nothing about the allegations? Did your mom not talk to you? Allegations? Sorry... What are you saying? Amber, there were allegations about your father. Hence the rapid departure. He resigned and left immediately. Came to stay with my folks for a few days before heading home. But I think the principal accepted his resignation and told him to pack up his office straight away. Allegations of what? What are you telling me, V? There had always been rumors. Whispers. Always? Of what, V? Please, tell me. I don't know how to say this. I thought you... of sexual harassment. No. 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 Low level. Nothing ever proven. Nothing more than rumors. But rumors that wouldn't go away. In the end, it... it got a little more... serious. <sighs> I didn't know. I never knew. Oh, Amber. Sorry to break this God. to you. I... I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Oh, God.
and I feel the floor seem to fall away beneath my feet. The stomach lurch drop of a roller coaster going into freefall, the horizon suddenly becoming ambiguous, making no sense. I feel punched and drugged and violated and stripped of the meaning that makes me who I am or who I thought I was. And I want to hug her, reach out to her knowing that I've done this, turned this confident, capable, brilliant woman back into the little girl I used to play with a lifetime ago. But something in her eyes stops me. A fire burning with an intensity I haven't seen before, and I understand that I have taken something from her. A sense of something we all have that is so certain that it cannot be shaken, yet so fragile that the tiniest knock can take down the whole house of cards. Amber, are you okay? I... I I can't, um... Process what you're telling me. Um, Just give me a moment, please. Did no one talk to you? (gasps) Like who? Who would talk to a guy's daughter about stuff like this? Her mother? I guess I just thought somehow in your heart you knew or suspected something. How long have you known? My parents used to say some things. These shadowy background conversations when they thought I couldn't hear them. What did they say? I... I'm not sure. Jesus, Fee, for fuck's sake, you have to tell me now you've dragged me into this. I used to hear... snippets, I guess. Tony this or Tony that. There was once... (sighs) This one time I heard my mother ask about whether the police were involved yet. The police? Christ, what happened? I don't know. Like I say, they were just tiny fragments of snatched conversations. Okay. So just teasing me with these damning rumours about my dad, which you're absolutely sure are true, but you can't give me any details whatsoever. It's not that, Amber. Listen, I was young. This was the early 2000s. So you've known for... Oh, God. Sixteen? Seventeen years? Something like that. Maybe... Maybe longer. I was like eight or nine at the time, I guess. So you had suspicions? All that time? Well, not suspicions as such. I'd say there were rumors. I was aware of something going on that wasn't normal, I guess. And we saw each other how many times since then? Look, I... And you never mentioned anything. Never said a word. What would I say? Oh, just heard these rumors that your dad, the guy you love and trust most in the entire world, may, just may, be a serial abuser, fond of a bit of sexual harassment on the side. Don't make a joke of this, V. For fuck's sake, do not make a joke of this. I'm sorry, but what could I have said? Seriously. Maybe I thought you knew something. I'm not sure. 
I wish you had said something. Or just hinted at it. Me too. Seeing your reaction now, I wish I'd said something. But you're applying the wisdom of adults to kids. We were just kids at the time. I don't think I properly understood what was going on at the time. I've put the pieces together since I've been an adult. I wish you had said something. Seriously, V. Maybe none of this is true. Maybe you got the wrong end of the stick and it was all just rumors and... Amber, he left his job. Resigned before he was sacked. According to my dad, they did him that courtesy of allowing him to go quietly at considerable risk to themselves. They probably should have gone to the police. There were... Witnesses. People were claiming things. They definitely should have gone to the police. Christ. I'm I'm struggling to take this in. To, To accept it. Hey, sweetie, I thought you had some inkling. I'm so sorry. I never imagined you didn't have suspicions. Oh, yeah. No, sometimes I miss things happening right in front of my face. Absolutely zero awareness of anything going on around me. Emotional intelligence of a coffee mug. Didn't occur to me to ask my dad, Oh, Daddy, do you harass women? While he was reading me Winnie the fucking poo. Don't beat yourself up. (laughs) I don't need to. You're doing a fine job of kicking me while I'm down. Amber, don't. Don't? Don't what? Make you feel bad about the fact that you finally told me after what? Twelve years? A decade? No, V. No blame attached to you. It's all my fault for being gullible, blind, stupid as... Hey, look, let's have another drink. We need to try to talk more calmly. Oh, do we? Do we need to be a little bit more grown up about this? A bit more measured? The adults in the room? I know you can't do that, Amber. This must be one hell of a shock to you, and I am so, so sorry. I just want to help you come to terms with what I've just told you. Again, so you can feel better about putting the pieces back together after you've smashed the pot all over the fucking floor. No! Not like that, Amber. Not like that at all. Surely you'd have wanted to know. Ten years ago! Fifteen years ago! We've been through that. To your satisfaction, maybe. I think you've decided that you're exonerated of Blaine, which is great. Thank you. Wait, I've not finished. But you should have told me, V. You should have told me. I'd have told you if it the other way round. I'm not sure I would have wanted to know. You would. Oh, I think you would. What would it have achieved? Achieved? Well, it would have turned your world upside down, ripped your heart out and danced on it, made you cry for weeks on end, a bit like I'm going through right now, but you would have wanted to know. Oh, Amber. (laughs) Darling. Sweetie. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry you heard it this way. I just thought... I thought I knew. 
I think we established what you thought and what I didn't know. It doesn't make it so just because you keep repeating it. Can you... Can you forgive me? I nursed him through his illness. Sat with him in hospitals for hours on end. It never occurred to me that when I left him, I might have his hand up the nurse's skirts. <gasps> oh, Jesus. Oh, my best friend Tilly went to study with him. Went over for a couple of weeks when she was a student. She never said anything? <laughs> Oddly enough, no. Did you have a nice time in America, Tilly? Yes, Amber. Lovely time. Really great academically. Oh, your father tried to have sex with me in his office, but other than that... <laughs> Actually, that wasn't supposed to be funny, but thanks for laughing anyway. I... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to belittle you or the situation. What are you doing? I'm calling her. But it's the middle of the night in England. <sighs> She'll understand. Hey, Tilly. Um, look, sorry to call so late. Yeah, I'm, I'm in New York. Um, I'm sorry, but this is important. Um, when you went over to Unity College for that month to stay with my dad, and um, did anything, um, oh, I don't know how to say this, uh, did anything weird happen? Um, did he come on to you or anything creepy like that? Go on. Oh, shit. Why didn't you say anything? Amber, what good is this doing? Shh. Sorry, Tilly, go on. Oh, Tilly. I'm so sorry. Um, can I call you back? Um, maybe tomorrow. I, I'll be fine, but... Um, I'll call you tomorrow. Oh, Amber. Don't try to hug me. Just, just don't. Hey, ladies. How are we? Sam, wait. Fine, Sam. We've had a perfect evening. Uh-oh. What's wrong? Nothing that a taxi ride back into town won't fix. Would you call me a cab, please, Sam? Amber, no, please stay. Stay tonight at least. Let's talk again tomorrow. Where will you go? I'll go where maybe people won't lie to me. Won't deliver me devastating news at the start of my first holiday I've had in years. Amber, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. Please, my love, stay. I can't. Thank you for hosting me. Oh, Sam! Oh, God, Sam! What the hell happened? V, what's going on? The things left unsaid? I can see the lights of Manhattan way off in the distance as the taxi heads back to town. I call a couple of hotels, book myself into this place in the meatpacking district. It'll be fine for a night or two. Um, 
Deep in my heart, I think I suspected there was something I wasn't quite getting about my dad. He was secretive and absent for such long periods of my life. I used to invent stories about him as a little girl. <laughs> He'd be a pirate, um, a mercenary, fighting for freedom and justice in far-flung corners of the world. A diplomat, a smuggler, a travelling thespian. I never imagined this. I wonder if my mother ever truly knew him. I call her first thing in the morning and she tells me everything. Colours in the details that V only sketched out. It seems she knew from early on in their marriage what he was like. Never satisfied with one woman. Needed to be liked by women as an affirmation of his view of himself needed to reassure himself constantly that he still had it with regard to women, whatever that might have meant to him. Crossed boundaries constantly, had the gall to discuss it openly with my mother who tolerated his behaviour because that's what she was brought up to do, being English and of a certain age. Over time, as his behaviour became less and less acceptable... He was increasingly unable to discern quite where the boundaries were. Perhaps he never had that self-awareness. Strangely, I take this news from my mother quietly, wincing inside but biting my tongue, not wanting to shout her down as to do so would interrupt her train of thought and I need to know everything. I listen in silence. Tears dripping from my cheeks, bawling in my lap as she speaks at length until soon. I can hear that she too is crying. She finishes talking and I just say, Mother, I love you. I'm so sorry. I'll be home soon. And then I call V. V. I'm so sorry. If you could bear to even look at me after yesterday, could we talk? And pretty soon, I'm in another yellow cab, the city behind me, heading to the ocean to see the cousin who has been my favourite person in the whole wide world for most of my life. In The Adults in the Room, Catherine D'Addario played Veronica, Tiffany Clare played Amber, and Sam was played by Nathan Powell. Original music was written and performed by Chris Gregory and published by Scared Crow Music. Sound effects were from freesounds.org. The Adults in the Room was an Alternative Stories 2019 production for the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast.
Thank you for listening to the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. Find out more at alternativestories.com. If you have enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our show using your favorite podcast app. We would also be grateful if you would leave a review and a rating if you liked what you heard.